Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You 7 a.m. date book study. My name is Amy G., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 152, focusing on that first paragraph, one paragraph only, starting with, we have shown how we got out from under. Today's readers are, and thank you, Team Tuesday, Lisa B., Allison L., Vinny T., Alice G., Joanne L., and our newcomer greeter at 8 will be Elizabeth D., and our host, Melissa C., of our second hour. The reference numbers for Monday, April 20th, 7 a.m. is 14,471. That's 14471. And for the 10 a.m. yesterday, 14,472. That's 14472. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Alice G. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Alice. Good morning, everyone. This is Alice G., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Wisconsin. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people, excuse me, wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. Thank you, Alice. 
I will now ask for Joanne L. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Joanne. Thank you very much, Amy. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne L., compulsive overeater in Rhode Island. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, a common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lease problems of money, property, and prestige, divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before before personalities. Thank you very much. And I pass. Thank you, Joanne. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted and try to avoid uh, from speaking from a speaker phone. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter vision for you on page 152, the first paragraph. And I'm going to ask Lisa B. to get us started. Go ahead, Lisa. Good morning, Amy. Thank you so much. And good morning, everyone. 
My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. It says, we have shown how we got out from under. You say, yes, I'm willing, but am I to be consigned to a life where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum, like some righteous people I see? I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? Have you a sufficient substitute? There's so much here. Um, I just want to identify that word life. Life life was so big for me, and it was very difficult to go through life without something to anesthetize me. And I went to food, and then food took over. And I could not imagine life without this food to buffer the edges and blot out the noise and the frustration and the irritability. And so many times food was a performance drug for me too. It gave me energy. It it gave me life. You know, it turned the lights on for me. And now you're telling me that I need to be abstinent. Like someone says on this line, morning, noon, and night, you've got to be kidding me because you see abstinence was my whole problem. And then I love that word sufficient. Um, Some other words that are similar to sufficient would be enough. Well, enough, that's my whole problem. I've never had enough of anything. And now you're telling me that, you know, you might have something that's going to be enough. And so I never could really even relate to the word enough because there was an emptiness inside of me. And then I like the word glum. And the opposite words for glum would be bright, cheerful, glad, happy. So, you see, I've been glum all along anyways. I had no clue of how to be happy, joyful, and free. So I wanted to share about the person that worked with me, and it says she showed me how she got out from under. Well, the way she showed me is the way I hear on this line through experience, strength, and hope. She shared through sharing her own experiences, what she was like, and then what happened to her. And then what she's like now. And I could hear what she's like now because I could hear the freedom and the confidence in her voice. And today, you know, the sufficient substitute is what we're going to be reading about in the next paragraph, which is the wonderful fellowship on this line and really fellowship of the world that I'm able to enjoy today. But the greatest thing today um, is the the life that's been uncovered inside of me that I've been able to tap into. That's a life that's bigger than me, that is my source, my higher power. Um, So it seems crazy to try and explain all that in one paragraph because it almost sounds too good to be true, but it's not too good to be true. And I found that I have to take the um, precise directions in this book literally not figuratively, but literally. And I really need to let it get from my head to my heart, down to the tips of my toes and walk around every day living in it. So I hope that helps. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lisa, so much. So we're going to take names and numbers of folks that would like to share on what was read. And um, although we absolutely appreciate your experience, strength, and hope, we would ask that you please only share every third day. So who would like to share? Elena C. Elena C. Phil M. Somebody M. I just couldn't get the first name. Phil. Phil. Mhm. Okay. Wendy M. E. I got Barbara E. And there was someone before that. Wendy M. Wendy. 
I can take a few more. Leslie K. Is it Leslie K? And someone else? Noreen D. Noreen B. All right, let's go with that. Elena C, Sylvia M, Barbara E, Wendy M, Leslie K, Noreen B. All right, Elena, you're up. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. I'm so good to be here. Um, I'm so glad to be here and to see, uh, hear everybody. Thank you, Lisa, for what you had to share. And I, it is a short paragraph, but it's very rich. And, you know, what I hear from this paragraph, I hear like um, that um, this person who, it was me, and without something to put inside my body, I could not cope with my emotions, and um, it, it says, like, I will be consigned to a life where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum. Like, so without putting something in my body, you know, I was convinced that I cannot, I was going to have this life. And, um, and so, because the problem for me was not necessarily the food, but it was, I, it was the way I handled my emotions. I mean, I had this, this powerful emotions, and I did not know what to do with them. And among those were anxiety, you know, sadness, shame, shame, and um, even joy was really, really hard. And, you know, I ate over that those, and I did other things because I had those just to fill me, to fill me. So... I had a belief that if I put something in my body when I have those emotions, I could I could be fine. I could self-regulate, you know. And the last um, the last question: Have you a sufficient substitute? You know, this person is is asking for something else. Like, what something else to put in my body when when life happens and I am prone to have emotions and. You know, that's at the bottom of my condition. My condition means that when I have human emotions, you know, there's something that I need to do because I can do it. On, I can do it. I can't do otherwise. I believe that they will overwhelm me in a, from, to a point of no return. So, so the good news is that, you know, this program is showing me by just watching other people and hearing other people who have walked this path before and are my teachers, and I thank you, God, for my teachers, that they are saying that there's something that we can do, and we don't have to put anything in our body, but all we need to do is fill out with this beautiful spiritual energy as a result of working on the steps, you know, and inhale, inhale God in every single step that I take, you know, and, and it tells me that I have to wake up in the morning. And before I do anything, I just have to call upon my higher power and who is going to, and, and I have to ask him to, to help me learn how powerless I am over, over all that I, that I am built with uh, as a result of this condition. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elena. Phil M, please go ahead. Um, hello, this is Phil M, Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Northern Ireland. Um, thank you for letting me share. I, uh, When I went to OA, I was 
under under the weight of the uh, the addiction. Uh, like has been said before, uh, we don't come in as winners. Uh, we come in a pretty beaten up state. And when I knew that I was there to get the solution to stop overeating, but at the same time I was appalled because this was my whole identity. My identity was me and my food. It wasn't even as a mother, really. It wasn't as a wife. It was Philomena, the overeater. You know, um, where can I get the food? I it was my my idea of bliss and happiness. But it's like the big book says, I could no longer tell the truth from the false. And uh, just a life without the food really, really appalled me. And at that first meeting, somebody looked at me and she said, will come the day when you do not want chocolate. And I, I couldn't believe her in my head. I thought, yeah, maybe it's worked for all of you. That's great. But there's no way in God's earth that this is going to happen for me. Um, but I do remember with what joy I noticed that I was working in the kitchen and there was a bar of chocolate in front of me and after a while I noticed that it hadn't been calling me and when I saw it, I didn't immediately respond by reaching out my hand and stuffing it into my face and that was a total miracle. And boy, I just couldn't wait to get back to my face-to-face meeting to tell them, yes, that it had come about for me. And the life that I have now is so much better. Yesterday, it was a beautiful day. Um, with a vision for you, the con- connections have been what is, you know, everything about it is great. The connections are terrific. So I drove past a, a bakery and had a food thought, and then immediately this red light went on, beep, 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 beep. So I asked myself, what is it? And I was upset because I had, uh, I thought I had just killed my new-to-me computer that my son had organized. Um, and really I did the step 10 work. I spoke to three people in quick succession and it was gone. It was lifted. No food thoughts, not actually worrying about the computer. Do you know, and what's happening today, I got a new perspective. I could see, do you know, whether it was fixed and it is fixed uh, or not, it was okay. Do you know? Um, So this is an amazing, wonderful program and it's a heck of a substitute and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for you all here. Thank you uh, for your service today, and thank you all for being here. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much. Barbara E., followed by Wendy M. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, everyone. Good question, but who will I be if I give up my dependence on food? Will I be changed? Will I stop gaining hundreds of pounds with each new diet plan? And then, and only then, feeling worthy. And then when I regained the hundreds of pounds all over again, feeling depressed and self-hate, and all the negative emotions came flooding back. I was, the, the fear of depression was constantly with me. I certainly hoped not. And to my surprise, with this new diet plan, It didn't. Yes, I did lose the weight, and I've been recovered now since 1996. But to borrow a little bit from page 83, I also began to feel changed, a new sense of happiness and serenity, and I started to feel loneliness slip away. 
I no longer seem to go to that place of fear, that dark room where my resentments were developed. I genuinely began to feel better about life, and it wasn't. It had nothing to do with the scale in my bathroom. How did this transformation happen? By understanding now that I have a twofold illness, an illness of the mind and the body, and only by working the 12 steps as vigorously as I can every day with my wonderful guide and doing it harder every day because my disease is not dead. It is growing stronger within me every day. This 12-step process can and did divorce me from my disease, but only one day at a time. To find and go to a God I never thought I believed in, to meditate and pray and work with others is the only way I can keep this gift. To think more about others and how I can be of service to them and God and less about me and how I can manipulate you to serve me, to bring harmony into our home instead of discord, to no longer fear the future. A day well lived makes every day, every yesterday, a a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Yes, we do have a substitute. Isn't it a wonderful one? Thank you, everyone, I pass. Thank you, Barbara. Okay, Wendy M., followed by Leslie K. Wendy M., please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you. I'm Wendy M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. And when I read this paragraph, I can't help but think of some of the questions that I get asked. Um, now that I'm in a recovered state from friends and family that have known me forever, when it comes time to go on some trips or go to a sporting event or go to a party. And, you know, I was thinking about a trip that we had actually planned for May that got canceled. And my sister called me because the last time we went to this particular city, all we did there was drink and eat the entire time. And she said, are you sure you want to go? Will you even have fun? And, you know, I, I will. I will have fun because I will be in the presence of people that I love and I'm going to be present. And I do have a sufficient substitute for all those things now. I don't need those things to have fun. We're also a family that just we love um, sporting events and we love to go um, tailgate. And I would be asked things like, do you even want to go? There's not going to be anything there that you can eat. Why would you want to go? Well, I really thank them for sure for the question, but I'm not going for the food. I'm definitely now going to spend time with people I care about or to just to even watch a sport that I enjoy. And I, you know, I, it's, yes, it's nice that they're answering, asking me these questions and I can answer the questions, but what's most important is that I show them through my actions. When I go to the parties that I do dance, when I'm there that I have conversations, because I never did that before. I was never present with people before. I was constantly thinking, how can I get seconds or thirds or fourths without people seeing? Is there going to be extra cake for me to bring home? I was 
not with the people that I love or enjoying that time at all. And, you know, I just, um, it's so beautiful now to be present and to be alive. And I'm really thankful that I'm not constantly thinking about the food, you know, and or even how can I get to the concession stand? Um, you know, what will I get when I'm there instead of just enjoying the actual sporting event? And my actions are what has to show people over time because it's not the first party or the first trip that I go to after I'm recovered, but it's over time. Tw 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a skeptic out of anyone, and I have to keep showing up. I have to keep working the program, and I'm so thankful for this program, um, the steps, and, and my higher power that gave me a life beyond my wildest dreams, and I think, you know, that's definitely where, um, have you Sorry. a sufficient substitute? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Leslie Kay, you're up. Leslie Kay, can you hear me? You're up. Hi. Hi, I'm Leslie Kay. I'm a compulsive overeater in the UK. And um, I've worked in another program um, for years um, and been recovered in another program for years. But yet I retained glumness. And what I didn't realize is I was using food to make me feel better. You know, my glumness, I wouldn't interact with life. I had, where it talks about being rocketed into the fourth dimension also, I, I gained usefulness in my life and I gained a lot of peace in my life but there wasn't very much happiness the odd days there was happiness but there had to be something going on for me to feel happy you know I couldn't just have an inner feeling of happiness just being grateful for the day that was in it and um, a lot of the time then I would sit on the couch eating uh, junk food and watching tv and not really making use of the life I had now that I've come into OA, and I'm only on step two at the moment, but I know more happiness now than I have done for, I don't know, I can't even remember feeling like I do at the minute. I'm really grateful to have eventually, after 18 months battling in OA to get abstinent, I've grasped the ideals in the program and realize that, you know, I have to be rigorous and I have to be prepared to go to any length to get this. And what I've realized is also that, you know, OA has more to offer me than the number on the scales I want to see. You know, I'm feeling really good. It's, 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 I'm a short time with entire abstinence and, um, and I'm working my steps and um, I'm getting on to the meetings and I'm sharing. I didn't do any of these things. And it just works for me because I am. I don't feel glum anymore. I mean, I'm not stupid. I don't know about boring posture. It is boring, isn't it? Sitting on a couch, filling your face all day with food, I guess. Um, I don't do that no more, though. So, uh, yeah. So, thanks for being there. So, I'll pass now. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie K. so much. Okay, Noreen B., and then we'll take some more names. Hi, it's uh, Noreen D., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I'm ringing from County Meath in Ireland. Thanks so much for all your service. Um, yeah, the bit that was standing out to me, um, how can I, 
have you a sufficient substitute? And uh, it's so sufficient. This way of life is so much better. Um, I was just sitting on the couch and eating my piles of junk, my stash around the house up in the wardrobe upstairs and behind the couch. And um, if I was traveling anywhere stressful, I'd have to have my stash in my handbag to get me through it. And this is uh, more than a sufficient substitute. This is a wonderful life. Um, I'm not eating it. I thought it was all about the food and the junk. That's gone. That's gone. The program works. But I really wasn't expecting. I heard the stuff, but I wasn't expecting life to be this good. It's actually, um, it's by no means perfect. Of course, I'm not perfect. But sometimes I look around at my family and I'm thinking this is surreal. Is this like a, is this a film? It's that lovely. So it's the quiet, everyday peace and happiness and and joy in my life and real happiness, contentment been in my own skin and looking at the people around me, my family. And if I can't see it in myself, I can certainly see it in eyes looking back at me and I understand fear when I'm when I was in the food and I understand distress, even though I was so selfish I can remember it. And now I see the joy and happiness and love been free around the house. Um been able to let that all the warmth and love in my heart out and it's a wonderful life it's a magnificent substitute and I don't have to do it by myself I can't do it by myself I just do the little bit I'm supposed to do so uh got my sponsor she said you know this is the way I do this that this podcast uh read this bit just do the little bit and then my daily little bit now and uh, my illness is growing and I'm growing spiritually, please God, all the time. So it always keeps ahead of us. I'm safe and secure if I just do my little bit. And thank you so much for your service and uh, the wonderful talk at the weekend with Ireland. And thanks and I pass. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Noreen. Okay, so we're going to take some more names and numbers. We're on page 152, the first paragraph. And if you, we very much value your experience, but so we ask that you only share every three days. So who would like to share? Please go Nancy ahead. Nancy yes. Elise N. Nancy S. Elise N. Mark L. Maddie S. N. Marina. I missed a couple people. I got Nancy P. Katie F. Elise M. Mark L, I think. Rowena, what's your initial for your last name? Rowena? Okay, well, I'll get it in a minute. Who did I miss? Maddie S. Maddie, yes, I did hear you go, Maddie S. Rowena K, Maddie S. All right, well, we'll go with that. Nancy P, Katie F, Elise M, Mark L, Rowena K, Maddie S. Forgive me if I miss somebody. I think we'll have some time at the end here. Okay, Nancy P, go ahead, please. Hi, this is Nancy P calling from West Newton, Massachusetts. Thanks for letting me share. So, stupid, boring, and glum. I, when I heard that, and I, you know, I was sort of thinking about my own experience, um, I just remembered about earlier in the book where it says how I wish I could believe as that man does. And it was like stupid, boring and glum and wishing I could believe as that man does. That was like, those were two parallel 
you know, thinking lines of thought. And, you know, like it says other elsewhere in the book, parallel with a, is a sound reasoning, you know, parallel with our sound reasoning is not necessarily for me, wasn't necessarily the, you know, excuse for taking a drink, but that I would indulge in my prejudice that that's what I would be, you know, stupid, boring, and glum. And that gave me a reason to have contempt prior to investigation. And I definitely, um, you know, stupid, boring, and glum also meant that I would turn into a Bible-thumping, sanctimonious judge. And I didn't, you know, I've been there and I've done that and it didn't get me anywhere. And what actually happened was, you know, here it is. I'll give you nine million guesses. When I surrendered and I walked along this journey, you know, when I I took this journey, which itself, the journey itself is the destination for me, (coughs) excuse me, I found that because I did this work and I'd done exactly what the book says, that I came to believe in a power greater than myself. So not only didn't I give up any part of myself, but in fact, I was basking in the sunlight of the spirit. And the longer I embrace it, the the brighter it gets. And, um, you know, I... I, (laughs) I feel anything but stupid, boring, and glum. I mean, others might think I'm, I'm not stupid, definitely, but others might think I'm boring. But I don't even think that. I thought I was going to have to give up that part of my personality. But instead, all I did was shed the parts, like it says in the fourth step, I got rid of the, the, um, I got rid of the merchandise that didn't sell. And, um, and I've never been happier in spite of the fact, and, you know, again, parallel with the fact that there's plenty in my life that I don't like, you know, my husband won't do what I want, my kids ignore me, my job is boring, you know, I'm sitting at home rather, you know, all that, in spite of all that, I'm as happy as I've ever been. So um, surrender, 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 and embrace it, embrace it, embrace it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy. We have Katie F. followed by Ethan. Go ahead, Katie. Good morning. I'm Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. And yes, this, um, um, I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? And so that was this part that I just had no idea um, was even a possibility for my life that, you know, I can remember dieting and being conscious about my weight, food, um, what I was going to eat, what I wasn't going to eat, when I was going to get it, how I was going to get it, where I was going to hide it. You know, wouldn't anybody notice? Um, do I look fat? Am I, is there anyone else fatter than me in the room? All that insane thinking. Um, I just thought that was normal. <laughs> I thought everybody thought that way because I, I remember thinking that way going back as far as I can remember, you know, eight, nine years old. And um, so the fact that after I recovered, the neutrality with food um, has grown and grown and grown that, you know, it's, I enjoy my food. I enjoy my abstinence food, but it's not, um, you know, just this huge deal in my life today. I didn't even know that was a possibility. So, you know, what we have to offer is a life, a life beyond the mental obsession of eating. And, you know, you don't get that by losing weight. You don't get that by being on a diet and being, you know, 
um, a spokesperson for a weight loss program. It's, it's not something that um, you can buy. It's not something that someone can give to you. It's something that comes inside of you and then is a part of, of this new life that we are given that is, you know, just miraculous. It only comes from God. And I, you know, I just didn't even realize that there was a different way to live. You know, I was aware of the bad things I did and the things that I did that, you know, were obviously wrong. But my internal life, I didn't know that that could change. And I didn't know that I could be <clears throat> um, content to go to a party, to go to a wedding, to go to a Christmas dinner, to go to Thanksgiving. And, you know, when they're eating at three o'clock in the afternoon and I don't have dinner at three o'clock in the afternoon that I would be fine sitting there not eating or drink, having, you know, I eat six times a day, having an afternoon snack when everyone else is eating, you know, platefuls of food. I didn't know that I would learn how to be content in all of those circumstances. And it just seemed like uh, an impossibility. And it's not something that I, you know, read through the steps and said, okay, now I need to find contentment in all circumstances. I didn't, that's not something you can seek. It's something that evolves over time and it's a miraculous gift. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Elise M. followed by Mark L. Go ahead, Elise. Hi, um, this is Elise. Good morning. Thank you everybody for your service and um, a life second to none and different than before. Um, I guess I'll just share that um, I, you know, I definitely have a substitute for the food. It's it's way better than the food. Um, I've been, you know, you know, I, I realized like with this coronavirus and being in the home and how lucky I am to have made friendships and to, you know, have a network of people to have, I have a sponsor in OA, a sponsor in DA. I have, you know, four meetings, Zoom meetings that I go to a week and, uh, and this meeting in the morning if I want to. And, you know, but a lot of meetings on the online where I see the people that I've seen from my community and I would recommend to anybody that there's, a ton of um, Zoom meetings online where you can actually see faces and they're strong meetings. Um, I really and enjoy it. And um, I have that and I have my work and my family and I don't, you know, um, somebody was talking about, you know, saving for yesterday, about saving for vacations and, and things like that. And I was thinking like, I'm very happy with a very simple vacation you know, where I go to my parents and on the beach, I'm not there now, but I'm saying very simple, where I, I know I can go to simple restaurants where I can get my food and like simple food, go to the supermarket, get what I need, cook what I need, and I'm happy. I do not want to put myself on some kind of weird cruise where I don't know if I'm going to get what I need for my program. Like my, my program comes first, everything else after that comes second. And, and um very grateful that that's 
the case for today. I went for many years. I could not get my absence back. And um, now I, I have it back. And so much more so a relationship with my higher power and um, all the people in this fellowship. And I'm sponsoring a couple of people that are doing doing well. And I'm just, you know, I'm so, so grateful in, you know, two years' time of coming this far. And it, a lot of it is due to this meeting. So really, really thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody should have a blessed day. Thank you, Elise. Thank you, Elise. Mark L. followed by Rowena Rowena K. Mark, go ahead, please. My 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 name is Mark L. I'm from Harper, Connecticut. Thank you, Amy, for letting me chair. Um, man, I I've been decided for a good while, long time. Um, yeah. That 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 saying too. I I own that same thing. Uh, stupid boy and grump. Because when I was bending my when I was bending my life away, that that how I was. I thought I thought was, I thought that was a good life. Uh, sitting in my room or or wherever I am, bending my life away, and, and, and it wasn't happy. It it was it was stupid and boring, and and I don't have to live that way no more. I could live my life one day at a time, enjoy my life with with my brother and sister, mother and father, and over years of knowledge. Y'all helped me get this far by life, by practicing these steps in all my affairs and, and, and receiving the promises in my life. I I will stay here for the rest of my life because y'all, y'all tell me, y'all need me, and I need y'all. Thank you. I love you, Zay. I pass. Thank you, Mark. Rowena, okay, please go ahead. Hi, this is Rowena Kay, and I must say it's really good to hear all the UK voices today and the Irish accents. Um, yeah, so I'm a recovered compulsory reader, and um, I guess what I get from this paragraph is that um, when I was in the food, um, my life was stupid, boring, and glum. You know, just sitting in front of Netflix and binging, um, even though I I didn't want to do that. And that that's the you know the heart of boredom for me. And I was depressed. You know, um, there was no happiness or joy in the food whatsoever. It was just, it was just you know, um, it was just um, you know feeding the craving it took away the craving um and he says i must get along without liquor so i believe that those things the stupid boredom boring and glum have gone but they haven't been replaced with the opposites you know what's happened is that i have an opportunity now to have a relationship with myself because i'm not drunk in the food you know there's space now for me to connect with my higher power myself and fellows and that is not easy, you know. This is the the work of this program, um, and he also uses the word sufficient before substitute. So I don't think he's saying, you know, oh my God, this is going to be, you know, an epiphany, the end of the world, answer to things. It's just a substitute that's enough, which is, and that's okay for me. Um, you know that what I have now is enough. It's enough for me. 
that I don't binge, that I don't wake up with hangovers from food, but it's also nice that I have a chance to get on with my fellows and to get on with life and to do it in a way um, using, you know, the steps in the big book and learning about my defects, you know, because those are the things that um, will bring me, you know, getting rid of those things, praying for them to be removed will bring me the joy. Um, and it won't be every day, you know, there are days when I will and often feel depressed and I'm, I'm abstinent. But there's also days when I do have small epiphanies and I have these days when I'm electric, when I'm charged spiritually. Um, and so it's not about the instant gratification I get from sugar, but the delayed kind of, um, I guess, gratification that, that comes, you know, which is serenity. Serenity doesn't come overnight. Um, it takes a, lot, a while. Thanks for letting me share our part. Thank you so much, Rowena. Okay. Uh, one second. Maddie S., please. Yes. Hi. Uh, this is Maddie S. from uh, New Hampshire. And what the bells that were ringing for me this morning when I heard the, the paragraph was that I, I seem to go through uh, like four phases uh, before I could enjoy myself out with people uh, while they were eating and I was, uh, in my mind, restricting myself. And the first time that happened, when I had dinner out with some people that I had considered my friends, and as the meal was going on and I'm eating abstinent food but feeling totally like, oh, is there life after becoming abstinent, I thought, why are these people my friends? I'm not enjoying myself. They don't have very much to say. And uh, so that was sort of one phase. I started looking at who were my friends uh, and were they friends just because they were foodies. The second thing then was, I'll just have a glass of wine. That will help. And I was not a drinker, but I became someone who needed that glass of wine to relax. And the third thing was uh, finally one friend who I had always had so much fun with and eating was involved. She said, you're not so much fun anymore. And I got very angry at that part. And it was like, fun? Well, I'll show you uh, what is fun. And, uh, you know, I but I didn't know how to do it. And then finally it came to a point where I started developing a power greater than myself. And now I really am able to be at a party, be at a restaurant, be at various occasions um, and feel like the food is not why I am primarily there. I mean, there's a piece of me that, kind of takes a quick peek at what the food is there. Um, but I'm not interested, and I often will bring my own food. And people always said, oh, where's, where's you know, the salad? That, where's the salad that you got that from? And I just say, well, I brought my own meal. Um, so it, I, I have shifted to bringing salad so that I'm sure I can have salad. But uh, with a higher power, I find that I can cope 
so much, much better. I mean, it's it's between night and day. So I'm feeling very strong at this point with my higher power. Thank you. Pat. Thank, thank you so much, Maddie. Okay, so we're going to open it up. We've got time for probably two, maybe two shares. Uh, so who would like to share on what was read, please? Marie O. Marie O. Shanna C. Shanna? Shannon or Shanna, did you say? Sh- yes, Shanna C. Shanna C. All right, let's go with that. Marie O and Shanna C. Go ahead, Marie. You're up. Marie O from uh, Canada, uh, Overeater. I um, am very new. Uh, I'm on my fourth day of abstinence, and um, I had a, a food dream. Thank you. I had a food dream last night, and so this paragraph, it just jumped out at me when we read it today, and I really, really needed to um, thank the group and thank the people that shared. Um, you've given me hope. Uh, that um, I will be able to be abstinent and that um, my higher power is going to help me with that. And, you know, I can't believe the hope you people give. So with that, I want to thank you all. The fellowship fellowship's amazing. And um, with that, I'll pass. Okay, Marie, thank you so much. All right, Shanna C., please go ahead. Thanks, everybody. This is Shanna C. from uh, Sarasota, Florida. Um, Thank you so much for your service and everyone who has read and for sharing your stories and how hopeful this program really is. Um, one thing that kept coming to my mind is is the the, the fact that I get the fellowship um, and the steps to recovery and the unity that comes. And what keeps coming to my mind is the fact that I cannot believe that I'm abstinent. It's a truly a miracle for my life. <clears throat> And the promises are coming true as a result of working these steps and and learning how to get along um, with people through the use of, of the 12 steps and understanding, um, my gosh, just how utterly insufficient life lived in self-will was for me. And um, and now, now I have real tools that real work that actually enable me to create the fellowship that I crave. And and I get the opportunity to to work these steps and to bring to the fellowship. Um, I can actually see what I can bring to any occasion as opposed to what I can take out of it. And that in turn creates the fellowship in this and the bonds with the people that I've always wanted that really have, I didn't even know because of the, the desire for substances to make me feel okay so I can be around you. Um, I can't just living, you know, the steps all by myself. Um, I wasn't created for that. I was created to be helpful to others. I've learned that through working the steps, and um, I can't uh, just live and survive on the fellowship alone. I tried that um, for a long time. Eventually, I've become restless, irritable, and discontented without the spiritual um, component of the steps that enables me to function around you guys. So, um, and with that, I'm so grateful uh, that this is truly a way of life that works in rough going. Um, no matter what's going on, I can I can recover regardless of anyone, provided that I trust in God and clean health. And um, very very grateful to be here. And thanks again. And with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Shanice. 
They are both so efficient with time. We actually have time for another share. Who would like to take us out? Any takers? Matt. Matt, please go ahead. Thank you for letting me share. This is Matt. I'm a puzzle video from New Jersey. I just wanted to share, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the rooms for over 10 years, and I just wanted to share that I've, I've, I've gone up and down the scale. I've gone up and down through sponsors. I've gone up and down in my moral values, and I've gone up and down in the big book. And I've realized that, you know, it takes a village to raise a proposal of an eater, and I've learned a lot over the years, and I've learned that um, I that I'm, I'm, it takes more than one person to help me. And I have to learn a lot. I've learned a lot, and I realize that I have to surrender my will and my um my um my my doubt, my own part, my own moral values. I have to listen to my sponsor, and I have to listen to what the, the support that I need from the from the people in the rooms. I I, I am a compulsive overeater. I have to realize that every day. I I cannot do this on my own. I need every single person I need to speak to in the rooms. I'm not alone in this journey. And that's all I wanted to say. With that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Matt. Okay, actually, we have some time left. <laughs> Everyone's been uh, not taking their full three minutes. So who else would like to share? Someone else? Irini. Irini. I think this will do it. Go ahead, Irini. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Um, good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. So what do I need? What do I need to be okay? I needed to find some kind of release from the thoughts that created all these negative feelings and that attachment with the food. But because my body is as sick as my mind, I couldn't imagine living with the food and living without the food. And I needed to get rid of and let go what was not working for me, a substitute. Wow, who would have thought? Something else besides my addiction? The fellowship. The fellowship that I identify with gives me support and hope from those who have been recovered. Because I was stuck, I needed to be forced into living a better life. And thank you, God, for this fellowship. But you know what? It's not about also the abstinence, and it's not about recovery. It's about getting connected because we're in isolation. So it's about first getting connected, then being connected, and then staying connected. To what? Not to food, not to others, but to God. And once we're connected with God, there's no destination there. There's destination with abstinence. There's destination with recovery, recovery, recovery. There's no destination with connection with God. You can only go deeper. And that gives us abstinence. That gives us recovery and a life beyond our imagination. Thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you so much, Irini, and thank you, everyone, who shared. What an awesome meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, April 21st, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 
14,477. That's 14477. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Allison L. please read a vision for you? I sure will. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, 